0: and welcome to Converging Streams, interfaith fellowship in our modern world. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie. Today's topic for Converging Streams is the Baha'i Tradition, Part 2. Please welcome Reverend George Wolfe.
1: Greetings and thank you for being with us again today for Converging Streams. During this program, we're going to continue with our interview of uh, Sarah Makubi, who is a representative of the Baha'i Faith and the Baha'i community in Muncie, Indiana. Last week, we heard about the history of the Baha'i Faith and the various centers of worship that have been established around the world over the past hundred years. We also learned of some of the principles of uh, the Baha'i Faith. For example, the principle of progressive revelation, which is the concept Uh, that over time throughout history, there are several manifestations of the divine who appear to guide humanity. We also heard about the concept in Baha'i of the agreement between science and religion, that science and religion are simply two ways of looking at the same reality. They just come at it from different perspectives. So let us continue now with uh, this interview. Uh, Sarah, some of the principles of the Baha'i faith... uh, would you care to state those? Sure. I, I know there. I know there's one where uh, you believe there should be a universal language. Isn't that correct, that everybody should sp- yeah, speak? Yeah,
2: that, that is that's something that di- wasn't necessary ages ago when right. Christ came or okay. when uh, Abraham was here. I mean, this these are not things that we realized would be a necessity. Sure. Um, but it's something now that truly is. We can... Call somebody on the telephone, or instant message somebody on the other side of the world, and and be and sound clear as a bell. And we need to have a language that all can understand, that is eloquent, both beautiful and. Uh, useful and descriptive that you can use for science as well as poetry. Uh, so that's the goal here. And Baha'u'llah so be- described it as a language that would either be an existing language or an invented language. So it's something as as well as our own native languages, not that we should discard our own cultures or our own heritage or our own language, but that we should take in addition. because it's so crucial. You know, when you learn a language, there are such subtleties in a language that if lost in translation can mean life or death in right. some situations. Yeah. And so it's, it's the, the kind of necessity that we have now that before mass communication, there was not a need for as much. And that is one of the things that is a new social teaching of the Baha'i faith, What I mean by the difference between social teachings and the spiritual teachings, the spiritual truths or the spiritual teachings of religion go through all the religions and that has to do with the idea of treating one another the way we would like to be treated, the golden rule. It's universal, it's ageless, it it comes through all the faiths, um, worshiping God, loving God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. That's something a quote from the Bible, actually, and uh, kindness, compassion. The search for truth; those are spiritual truths that go on through the ages. The social teachings are the things that change, like dietary laws. There were dietary laws that were made at a time when there were some foods that weren't edible, or weren't safe to eat, or weren't appropriate in some social settings to eat.
1: Well, there was a quote that uh, you you talked about the the, the search for truth. Uh, There was a quote from uh, one of the books you were showing me. Perhaps you could read that from. Of Baha'u'llah.
2: Actually, this is a quote by Abdu'l Baha, the son of Baha'u'llah, and he said that in order to find truth, we must give up our prejudices, our own small, trivial notions. An open, receptive mind is essential. If our chalice is full of self, there is no room in it for the water of life. The fact that we imagine ourselves to be right and everybody else wrong is the greatest of all obstacles in the path towards unity. And unity is essential if we would reach truth, for truth is one.
1: That's yeah, very beautiful. And the idea of liberating oneself or giving up one's prejudices so that one can perceive an object free from past biases, that's a very fundamental teaching in uh, other religions, but I can also think of it being it's very fundamental to Zen philosophy and believe
2: and it's something that needs to be reiterated mm-hmm. through the ages because we have so many prejudices we have religious prejudices oh so poignant today to think about that um, racial prejudices class prejudice there are some countries more than others in india particularly there um, there has been a system even and it well in many many countries africa as well where certain so-called classes of people are considered untouchable or not
1: well, that's worthy of—that's happened in the United States. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's why we the Civil rights movement. To,
2: absolutely. To and break
1: through that. Yeah. If if
2: we can eliminate these prejudices and see people for the the children of God that we are, mm-hmm. that would solve all our problems. Education. Um, another of the teachings is the idea that we need to have universal education. It's. A prerequisite to anything. If a Baha'i begins to speak to another person about the Baha'i faith, and if that person doesn't know how to read, they need to learn to read first so they can study the truth for themselves. They, sure. can, you know. the, they can study for themselves what God expects of us from all the faiths of God. Mm-hmm. And one of the things also in the Baha'i faith, we don't have a clergy because Baha'is believe now is a time when all should be educated. We need to make sure that everyone has a basic education so they can study for themselves what God expects of us from the Scripture.
1: I see. Mm -hmm. So you don't have ministers or priests in the Baha'i tradition. Right. Do you have corporate worship of any kind?
2: We gather together. Um, One thing that's interesting in all the different faiths, too, we, we had a discussion, actually, in march uh with the interfaith group about calendars and there's a new calendar that comes with each f- faith this is
1: with the muncie interfaith fellowship right,
2: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was on march 21st we had right.
1: that it was your new year
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was the first day of our year our first mm-hmm. day of the baha'i year is the first day of spring and uh in the baha'i faith or the baha'i calendar there are 19 months uh, beginning on the first day of spring and 19 days in each month And besides that, there are four days that are left over that are called intercalary days or inter-calendar days that for Baha'is are special days of hospitality and gift giving. And that's just prior to our month of fasting, which is for 19 days in March Mm -hmm. from sunrise to sunset, similar to the Muslim fast. The Muslim fast lasts for 30 days, but Baha'i month is 19 days. Yeah, and well, then that culminates in our new year yeah. on the first day of spring.
1: There's the traditions like, of course, in Christianity, the Lenten season is the mm-hmm. penitential or a season where you have yeah. fasting practices. And in Judaism, you have fasting around the Day of Atonement so forth. So, again, these same principles are just being given a new spring by the, the new prophet or teacher that comes along age after age. Is right, what you're saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's always a need to be self-sacrificing. There, there's always a need to put yourself back and put others before you mm-hmm. and think of spiritual things rather than the material things that we so often feel we could couldn't do without. <laughs>
1: right, right. Very good. There's another quote there too uh that you I'd like to ask you to read too. It I think it just follows the one there.
2: Hey, that would be this is another quote by Abdu'l-Bahá. Yeah, yeah. No one truth can, t- can contradict another truth. Light is good in whatever lamp it is burning. A rose is beautiful in whatsoever garden it may bloom. A star has the same radiance if it shines from the east or from the west. Be free from prejudice, so will you love the sun of truth from whatever point in the horizon it may arise you will realize that if the divine light of truth shone in Jesus Christ, it also shone in Moses and Buddha. This is what is meant by the search after truth.
1: Tell us a little bit more about the community in Muncie now. If people who are interested in maybe uh, attending one of your meetings or whatever, who, who might they get in touch with and how often do you meet?
2: Muncie community has been around for about 30 years. There were individual Baha'is in the community here, but like I say, we don't have a clergy, but we do have a group of, uh, if if there's a community that has as many as nine adult Baha'is in it, they come together to form what they call a spiritual assembly. Mm. And this group has no particular, or any individual in this group has no particular power over the group. Uh, it's not a hierarchy or by any means, it's it's an organization that helps move the communities activities and plan on activities and
1: sort of like a steering committee yeah
2: like mm-hmm. that and um so the first local spiritual assembly in muncie was elected in 1973 in april ever since then there, there has been a local spiritual assembly in muncie uh we have monthly meetings where the baha'is get together once every 19 days on the first day of every baha'i month and we have readings and music and uh, then we have a business discussion about the community to catch up on details of things going around town. And also we have a like, social part of that, mm-hmm. and that's called a 19-day feast, and it's considered a spiritual feast. Yeah. Um, we meet at the Baha'i Center. There's a Muncie Baha'i Center. It's a very small community, and we have a small Baha'i Center on uh, West Jackson Street. Um, we have gatherings for like devotional meetings, for folks that would like to come and just have mostly prayers. And that is monthly at the Baha'i Center. Mm-hmm. We have children's classes. There are a few children in the Baha'i community and the parents mostly conduct those classes and they are classes in virtues. I see. Mm-hmm. And they're young children and uh, the parents do a, a wonderful job of taking care of that.
1: So if someone was interested in attending or, or, or just getting to know more about Baha'i faith from somebody in the community, who would you recommend they call? Is there a telephone number?
2: You could call me. I'm Sarah Mahbubi. My number is two eight eight seven six two six. The secretary of the Baha'i community in Muncie now is Keith Chadwick. And he was just, just chosen as the secretary of the Muncie Spiritual Assembly just a couple weeks ago, actually.
1: Okay, well, we want to thank you very much for being with us today. It's uh, been uh, been wonderful to learn uh, something about your faith path. And and we know there's a lot more to it as there's so much depth to every religious tradition, and we hope people will be inspired to learn more about it from you and from others in the community. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to Sarah MacBooby from the Baha'i community in Muncie, Indiana. Sarah has been very conscientious about supporting the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and attending our Interfaith Dialogue meetings as well as our interfaith worship services and community dinners. One of the purposes of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and Interfaith Dialogue is to enable a person to appreciate another religious tradition and in so doing gain insights into their own religious tradition. This is the experience that many of us have had, that as we study the scriptures and the teachings, particularly the common teachings that are shared between the religious traditions, we gain new ways, new perspectives of coming back to our own scriptures and our own ceremonies and gaining uh, greater insight into them. We'll be talking about this process of interfaith spiritual growth in future programs. But until then, if you're interested in the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship and would like to know more about it, please contact me, George Wolfe, You can reach me at uh, my office at the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and the number there is 765-285-1622. Thank you for listening.
0: for listening to converging streams interfaith fellowship in our modern world our program is a production of the muncie interfaith fellowship with content and financial support from the unitarian universalist church of muncie and technical support from radio stations wcrd and work fm most importantly we thank you our listeners and followers for your support To connect with Converging Streams, including listening to our entire catalog of past programs, getting our latest new content, and making your own contribution to this program, visit our website, convergingstreams.org. Converging Streams is produced by Tony Piazza, George Wolfe, and Thomas Perchlik. Thank you for listening, and have a pleasant week.